guess we could start, right? Yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Chat Pad Podcast, the podcast where we tell you to go be mean to some women. No way. Yes way. Dude, you know what that reminds me of? Hmm. That's an Andrew Tate W. Oh, my God. It's so funny you mentioned Andrew Tate. I think that's who we're talking about today. Yeah, I'm, I'm being ironic if you can't tell. But Andrew Tate, he's been literally taking over the internet. Like, from his pyramid scheme to, like, every other video you see on TikTok right now is an Andrew Tate video. Well, I don't have I don't have TikTok downloaded because I'm so much better than everybody listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not kidding. He's not kidding. No, I I just don't have TikTok downloaded because I was spending way too much time on it, and that's just me personally. But I do have Instagram Reels, and those are way way worse. And I look at those sometimes, and he does pop up, and it's bad. It's it's really bad. Just um, breathe air exactly i don't actually know much about andrew tate i just know that he's pretty like pretty much a bad guy like bad dude in general i've seen some stuff about him we're gonna talk about that on the podcast like some things that's come out about him uh if you don't know some just like general info on him and just kind of the culture that he's creating because i think he's creating a really bad culture and not just him other influencers of the same sort like him the jake pauls and the gary v's yeah like they all of those personnels or internet creators you could call them they all stem from a message that seems positive on the surface like on the surface each of those creators are sending a message like gary v's like telling young people to work hard and hustle for what they want Andrew Tate is, I don't know, teaching something a little bit different. Definitely a little bit uh-huh. misogynist. A little, little bit. A lot more extreme, for yeah. sure. He's, Gary V. he's just annoying, I think is the thing. I think he's fine. I don't like some of his messaging. Like, I don't like, I'm not a huge pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy. That's just not who I am, but I know that's who he is. And just his, like, wording and messaging about... I saw a video, actually, like, an Instagram reel a few days ago of him talking about how he doesn't make his bed. He made a literal whole Instagram reel about Wait, how he doesn't make Gary his bed. Gary doesn't make his bed in the morning? No, because he says and it's a waste he, of time. He's proud of it. He's proud of it, and he says it's a waste of his time. He says he could be off doing way better things, which, uh, sure, whatever. Like, I think that's harmless, whatever. But still, he has a lot of young people watching him. Not saying that I'm, like, the biggest proponent of making your bed either. I don't necessarily make my bed, but it's because I'm lazy. I'll admit it. It's not because I'm a billionaire, but and I'm not teaching. I don't have a big audience of youths watching me the thing is about creators like gary v and i've also seen like other entrepreneur creators i can't think of any other on like on the top of my head of course but they all made it they Mm -hmm. made it they put in 
this supposed hard work, they hustled their way to the top. Mm-hmm. Even if they did it corruptly, or like they right. they <laughs> had to go through and like used people and took people for like advantage. Of course, that's just how capitalism is ran. Right. Like there's no avoiding it. Mm-hmm. He just Gary V managed to just beat out the other guy next to him. And if he was able to be like, oh, I failed high school, man, but, like, I have a million dollars in my bank account. It might not be liquidated, but I have a million dollars. So, like, you know, Gary Vee is a more innocent example. I think he's he's fine. I think he's mostly just, like I said earlier, a little annoying. And I think his internet personality, like, persona, is just, it comes off as, like, super arrogant, I think. Which then segues us directly into, like, the Paul brothers, Logan and... Oh. Jake Paul? Yeah. The interesting thing about Logan Paul and Jake Paul is that we grew up with both of those personnels. Mm-hmm. They both emerged when we were young, impressionable kids, or tweens, or barely teens Mm -hmm. and it's funny like i even saw a jake paul poster in one of my friend's room hanging up (laughs) no joke i'm not gonna say who (laughs) who it is who is but he's definitely still has a jake paul poster hanging in his closet i don't know he he might have taken it down i don't know (laughs) but anyways if you're listening to this it's about you but yeah for those of you who don't know who Jake Paul... We didn't really explain Gary Vee either, but who cares? Go look him up. Plenty of people know who Gary Vee is. And plenty of people know who Jake Paul and Logan Paul are. Like, the Paul brothers, I'm sure people And plenty know. of people know who Andrew Tate is by this point. Right. I'm sure... Andrew Tate's the topic of everybody's... On everybody's lips. And everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of personnels are being like, Oh... Like, this is all because of feminism, bro. Like, this is all because women wanted to be treated equal. It's not like that, man. Right, which is just... It's ridiculous in itself. It is ridiculous. It's like... It's men's egos just being hurt, and them not growing up with a good dad or something. Well, not only that, but I think either... I don't think it's that i think it's mostly you know america's been a patriarchal society forever it's just been run by dudes like that's just how it is and like i think now that we're getting more into like deeper feminism and i think now that uh queer people and people of colors stories are being heard and projected i think like it's definitely something that is it's a changing tide, and I think that people like Andrew Tate aren't ready for that changing, like, that change of pace yet, and I think that they're So you believe scared. it's a pushback? Yeah, I think he's, yeah, I think he's the opposition to progressivism that's happening, especially in the past, like, three years that I've noticed, like, a lot more black voices, a lot more just people of color in general's voices are being projected more queer communities are you know yeah and it's almost like 
something that I notice, it seems to be just a pushback against the Me Too movement of the early 2010s, right? Is mm-hmm. that when it... Yeah, like late, at, early, like, mid. Yeah, as a kid, I had no idea what it meant. I was like, oh, Me Too. I was like, yeah. I was like, that, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was worried about Pokemon cards and Nintendo. And, right. <laughs> and I wasn't worried about Me Too. Right. But it is a pushback from progressivism as a whole and um, how our society is experiencing rapid change. But I agree with the fact that it might be hard to see it accelerated so fast. People aren't used to change. Like, even if it's good change, people are still going to push against it because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. That's all they know. Like, that's all they've been brainwashed to know, even. And that's how our society's been ran for years. Yeah. It's definitely something that, you're right, it is accelerating super fast. And I think people like Andrew Tate, who have been used to this sort of male run, uh, you know, he even said, like, women are property. He literally said, women are property, which is (laughs) insane to me. But hey, I think he's just used to like treating women like that and people around him treating women like that but no joke andrew tate lives in romania because women don't have as much rights there and he even stated himself that he moved there because of the me too yeah that was that was the most crazy thing i've ever heard at andrew tate's mind i think that the um you don't get tried for sexual assault crimes very often there and yeah, so and also it. he pays off the cops. Plus, we haven't even got into his Big Brother controversy. This is literally his Wikipedia entry. Um, we just listened back because I don't know. We, I, we we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We like talked about the Logan Paul or the Paul brothers, and then we completely skipped over it. And then we just we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're Andrew just, Tate. <laughs> Yeah, so let's, um, okay, we're on his Wikipedia page. I was reading his Wikipedia bio. Andrew Tate's Wikipedia bio says, he's an American-British kickboxer and internet personality. Eh. Following his kickboxing career, Tate made a move to influence marketing, subject controversy due to misogynistic statements on topics such as sexual assault that resulted in a Twitter ban. Wow. Yeah, crazy. And we almost didn't talk about, because I did not hear Evan say it, but when I listened back, I heard it, was he was on Big Brother? He had a Big Brother controversy or something? Yeah. Can you explain that to Um, Basically, he got caught, like, sexually, or not like, literally sexually assaulting women. On the show? Uh Uh-huh. Wait, like, he was a contestant on the show. He, Andrew Tate was a contestant on the show. Like, Celebrity Big Brother, I'm guessing. I believe so. Okay, and he was sexually assaulting other celebs? There's physical proof of photos of the women with bruises along <gasps> them. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And one of the women defended Andrew Tate. <gasps> Stop! Saying that... That was part of their, like, sexual activity. Like, it doesn't make it okay to abuse your partner 
even if it's fetishized, like, if you know what I mean. Ooh, that's a hard one, because if it was consensual, then I guess, but... I but mean, in Big Brother, it wasn't consensual, and I believe he got kick off, kicked off the show. Yeah, because I don't think you can have sex on Big Brother. No. So, that's interesting. Wow, so... I wonder, who was it with, do you know? Or just... No, but maybe search it up, because I'm honestly not that knowledgeable on it. I basically only watch one YouTube video on the topic. Oh, he appears to hit a girl with a belt. Holy shit. The world champion kickboxer was ejected from the reality show house yesterday after series bosses became aware of some information regarding the sportsmanship. Addressing reports regarding the video, Andrew took to Twitter to insist he had done nothing wrong. He wrote, The video The Sun will release is me hitting a girl with a belt. They edited out all of the laughing and joking and it's felt. They are pretending I beat her up when we were joking, and the belt made noise, but didn't hurt. They cut all laughing. He went to insist he is not a violent person, and added that he did not react when he was threatened by fellow housemates Marco Pierre White, Chelsea Sign, and Jackson Blyton, after moving from the other's house to the main house next door last week. Okay, I think this is probably Big Brother UK, because he's British. Oh, that's probably why... Or he was a housemate on Big Brother 17 UK. Oh. oh, he wasn't even on the celebrity one. He was just on Big Brother UK. So he's not even like that big of a deal. No, or I guess yeah. not when he was on yeah. the show. Wow. That's... That's crazy. Big Brother 2016. So this was in 2016. Um, before he went bald. And now... See, I don't believe that, though, that they edited out the laughing or whatever. That just doesn't sound... With his behavior, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, maybe, but... A lot of people come to the same conclusion that the story Andrew Tate took to Twitter was just a reactionary, like, him trying to cover up what he did. Right. Because that was in 2016, so that was a few years ago now, and... Now he's a lot more openly, like, misogynistic, a lot more openly silencing women's voices, you know. And I think that maybe in 2016 he was a little less of that, but I don't think that that's necessarily true now. I think he was just probably trying to save face, I imagine, because I don't think he really believes that. Maybe the girl was laughing because she was uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. I don't think he has a concept of women. I think that's his main issue. And I think he thinks that women are just below him, which he's genu genuinely stated before. And, like, that's completely different from, like, Logan Paul or Jake Paul and Gary Vee and any other one. There's this guy that I see on Instagram Reels all the time, too, and I can't remember his name, but he gets his haircuts weekly. They cost, like, 150 bucks. He's just, everything he does is in those real, that real format with the captions. Yeah. Like the bubble captions. That's, that's all of the his videos. The thing is, there's so many fake gurus out there. That yes. We're, the person we just described is literally a million people online trying to scam other people. Yes. They're like scammers. They're, I mean, maybe they're not scammers, but they're definitely 
trying to sell you a lifestyle. It's like, you know, they're trying to sell you a type of living that is... Like, I'm on the beach with a laptop making a, a million a year. Don't you want to live like me? That's basically what they're all saying. Which is fine and dandy, sure, if that's the life you want to live. But I don't know. I think that there's just... I think that it's putting... Especially because they have such young audiences, especially young male audiences, I think that it's putting kind of a distorted view on the world. Like, it's easy to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. It's easy to get out there and make millions like I did. Like, these guys just got lucky. And most of these guys are... They came from privilege, right? A lot of them came from pretty upper-middle-class households that, and then became rich. Or they got really lucky. And I think that... I think, you know, there is a way to work really hard and pull yourself away your bootstraps if you're a, like, white cis man in America, like the Paul brothers or, like, Gary V. Like, it's easy for them, but I don't think it's taking into account people of color or, like, men of color as well. Or poor men, either. No disrespect to everyone that makes it to the top. They've had to work hard to some certain degree. And we're not trying to take that away. No, no, not no. at all. Like, to make it in America, it's hard. Everyone's trying. But the thing is, TikTok is a very impressionable platform. Yes, with a lot of young people. Yes, and we can't expose all these radical ideas from both sides, no matter where you're coming from. They're considered more radical if you believe, like, you can pull yourself up from your bootstrings, or if you believe, like, completely on the other side. Mm -hmm. But the thing that bothers me, that really grinds my my boots or grinds your gears and that grinds your gears is using a platform in a way that is not beneficial to others yes a influencer they hold a certain level of power in their position even us ourselves hold a certain level of power because we're communicating to an audience that might take our ideas mm -hmm. and adopt them as their own. So people, especially bigger influencers, that where their ego gets inflated, and we saw this in early, in early times with the Jake Paul brothers, mm -hmm. like in our childhood, when they blow up super fast, you know what also blows up? Their ego. Yeah. And then you start doing stupid stuff like, going to a forest and, fil <laughs> and filming a dead body. Yeah, or, like, just boxing random people. And, like, that's not teaching anything very good either. Yeah, or what did Rice Gum do? Like, that... Oh, God, I don't even remember. But he was just horrible, too. I think that... You're right, like, absolutely. I think influencer culture is a new phenomenon. And yes. And it's less than 10 years old. And we're the first generation to grow up with. watching 
first generation influencers. Exactly. And so as a first generation influencer, Andrew Tate and Gary Vee and the Paul brothers and Rice Gum and all those influencers, just even like Charlie D'Amelio and stuff, they all have a social responsibility to make sure that they're not spreading stupid information. Exactly. And I think that it's easy to get into the like headspace of when you get super famous, you know, you kind of forget that you have a social responsibility to make sure that the information you're putting out there is good, like you said, yeah. And I just don't think that Andrew Tate has that concept. I think he just thinks, this is my worldview, this is how it is, and anybody that doesn't believe that is shitty. Exactly. I'm going to bring up a less extreme example. Mm -hmm. We all know him. You could love him, you could hate him, you could listen to his podcast, yes, for one's off, one off. It's Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Oh, God. Joe Rogan. <laughs> no. I knew he was going to come on the pod. I knew he okay. was going to be a guest star in this episode. I actually was going to bring him up, and I completely forgot about Joe Rogan. Okay. okay, go ahead. The reason why I bring Joe Rogan up is because, especially during the pandemic, he was spreading misinformation on his Spotify platform related to covid and how he, while he had some guest stars that made more radical claims, he even agreed upon some of them, but he never truly, like, the controversy was that he never truly showed, like, A, this isn't all factual, like, you're gonna have to fact check me. And a lot of people were mad at Joe Rogan because how he used his platform against, I guess, COVID, creating mass hysteria or creating a false loop or false thought or I don't know any other term. I think it it was just the fact that he was giving these people that were like, you know, COVID deniers. And um, I listened to a really good episode of Maintenance Phase, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And it was about Jordan Peterson, who was this... He still is. He's alive still. But I think he got fired from his job as being a professor at University of Toronto. And he started this carnivore diet and he went on there and talked about, you know, like eating just only red meat and stuff. Exactly. I think that's the example I was trying to bring up. It's just that he is, it's not necessarily that he's agreeing with them. And he can say like, fact check this all you want, but he's giving a platform. He's the most listened to podcast in the world pretty much or at least in america yeah he has a massive massive platform and reaches a lot of people and i think that people were upset that he was giving these people his platform and his airtime to talk about these things that were just blatant misinformation and i think that he you know doesn't necessarily he might not buy into it I don't know. I don't listen to him. But he might not buy into it. He might pass the judgment along to the audience. But still, that's that's plausible deniability on his part of just being like, well, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I had somebody else on my show saying that. Which is just, like, kind of a chicken shit way. It's dishonorable to the audience. It is. And I believe people got frustrated because they felt gypped. Like a Joe Rogan podcast episode usually three hours long are they really they're long i've seen some 
two hour, two hours and a half, three hours. Joe Rogan podcast. He's exclusively on Spotify, so you can't really watch his stuff on YouTube like you used to be able to. Right. He completely stopped uploading all of his content on YouTube, so he's been dormant on YouTube for over a year or whatever. Oh my god, it says around three hours. You're right. Yeah, Spotify also gave him the hugest podcast contract deal in history. Yeah, which is bad on Spotify's part a little bit too, which is why there was that whole Spotify boycott thing going on, which I agree with kind of because then Spotify becomes the one giving, letting Joe Rogan give these people a platform so it just all comes back to that loop of you know we're in an influencer culture we live in an influencer culture where we're so connected with these people we think that we have like a parasocial relationship with them when we don't i mean we do we have a relationship with them we see what they're doing online but that's all we see we just see what they're doing online and if andrew tate and those types of people are putting on this persona on their like social medias then it's gonna spread misinformation and it's gonna spread that those ideas to people that are watching them that are being influenced by them it's literally in the name exactly Whew. that was a lot and yeah i'm just gonna add a few last things personally i like joe rogan as a personnel i think he's cool to watch on like the wrestling TV and stuff. He's a good announcer and I think he is tripped up. I don't think he's a bad guy. I honestly think he just slipped up. Yeah, I don't know. I think that he's just caught in that culture and I think exactly. that the whole culture around the people that we've spent this time talking about, I think well, one, it needs to stop. I think it needs to, or it needs to rebrand itself away from Andrew Tate because I think Andrew Tate is like a toxic leech. I think if they want to keep that like messaging of like hoorah, like, you know, capitalist, you know, let's get our money, then that's fine. But I think that there's a better way of doing it than they are now. And I think it's, it just needs a huge rebranding in general. I think that's the first step. And I think also we need to stop <laughs> platforming people like Andrew Tate and giving them a platform because they suck. They just suck. And I think that they are spreading a bad message. And I think that as a society, we just need to stop giving him the opportunity to do that. Well said, Reese. Well said. Thank you. And... Uh, apology to the Paul brothers and Gary V. You're not as bad as Andrew Tate. You're just a little annoying. And you had to be included on this because you're kind of in that culture. But props to you for not being like Andrew Tate, I guess. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I think the hustle culture is a good thing. Sure. And if people truly believe, like, working hard will get you somewhere, then... That's true. Like, let that live like let a dream or like the american dream Mm -hmm. live many communities around our time growing up have seen full transformations of their community 
due to their hard work, for example, like in the music industry, mm-hmm. like hip hop and underground trap and that kind of music scene. I'm not super into it, but it's it's huge, and they were able to transform their community and pull their entire community up mm-hmm. without having to pull other people down. Right. And I believe in a capitalist society where we can just pull each other up. And if that's socialism, so be it. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's very well said also. I think that, you know, that goes in the whole thing about a rebrand for that sort of, you know, mentality. Because right now, it just seems very full of toxic masculinity. And individualistic. Very individualistic. I think that capitalism in general is super individualistic. That's a whole other thing we get into. But I think that individualism in our society today it's just not gonna work it's not gonna fly and i don't think it i think it just doesn't make sense anymore i think that it's time to move on and i think that it's time for that little pocket of social media to kind of move on i guess and like you know pull together and band together and you know make that their general messaging that they want like you know work hard, get money, all that, and also, you know, coming together. Yeah. Less hate, more love. Everybody say love. Love. The most successful people in the world were the people able to bring their community up. A prime example in our area growing up was Junior Seau. He was a legendary Charger player. Mm Mm-hmm. He grew up in Oceanside, California, no different than a lot of other people in California and San Diego area. Mm -hmm. He went to Oceanside High School, then he went on to play at college, and then he played in the NFL and got the big bucks, and he was able to support his family, and that his family was able to support him through college. And that's the beauty of the American dream. And he didn't have to step on anybody. Yeah, he might have, I don't know, like, I'm not going to say anything about his allegations. Oh, does he have allegations? So, like, do you remember when he, like, drove off? Oh, yeah. We had a lot of mental health problems, but... Yeah, so that's why there's some controversy with his girlfriend. Oh. Like, during his, like, episodes of mental health, Mm -hmm. his girlfriend claimed abuse... Okay. But at the same time, during that time, mental health wasn't as aware. CTE wasn't as well known. It's true. So, but I, I'm not going to defend him. Like, I'm just going to let him rest because he's he's passed away, of course. Right. There's a way to do it. And I think, like, there's a way to come up and be successful and support the people around you and be supportive and be loving and be kind and i think that the culture now is very not that in that sort of sublit of the internet and i think it needs to sort of become that soon or we're gonna have a whole generation of kids that grew up on tiktok that believe that and that take that into the world and that you know become the resistance to change 
mm-hmm. that needs to be done, especially the social change that's happening now. Like I said earlier, like we're going through a huge social change now, and I think that people people are ready for change, and I think that people like Andrew Tate are holding it back. Yeah, and we don't want to see an entire generation die due to an app yeah. that's causing... I don't I don't even know what to call it. It's like TikTok is so unnatural to the human brain. Mhm. It's it's literal poison for a lot of people. And it's I think it's causing a lot of rises of mental health issues. Oh yeah. I feel that a lot of people experience a downgrade in mental health due to watching a lot of TikToks in their free time during the pandemic. The human brain can't handle a natural shift or an artificial shift that TikTok provides of a new sensory screen or a new idea or a new, like, image or a new whatever every 30 seconds, every minute. Your brain's Mm. just not made for that. And it wears you down. And that goes into the kind of idea of influencer culture, too, because it shows you this sort of like facade i guess of a person's life like and makes you kind of be like well i'm not doing that like i'm don't feel successful i don't feel you know i don't think like uh, like this person that's my age is doing all this why aren't i like am i a failure blah 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 that's something that i've personally experienced and i know that's something that is a big issue with social media is that people just feel like they're not doing things at the right pace they're not like people aren't understanding that it's okay to go at your own pace or it's okay to do things you know a little slower than other people like humans adapt differently like everybody's different in the planet so don't feel like these videos are set in stone like truths I think that's, like, a big thing that's been, like, crushing the mental psyche of American teenagers through, like, the entire, like, influencer culture. I think that's probably what this episode is just going to be called, influencer culture. Yeah. Sounds like that's kind of what we're picking up on. That's more what we're leaning into. Like, it's a new frontier. Let's put it that there. it is. And it's going to be interesting in the next, well, at least throughout our entire lifetime. It's never going to change. But or it's gonna change. That's what I mean. But it's it's never gonna go away. Exactly, and and that's exactly why Reese and I are making this podcast. We know it's not gonna go away. But that's the beautiful part of it is that maybe in a hundred years, two hundred years, somebody's gonna be listening to maybe this podcast and being like, "This is exactly what they were thinking at this exact moment in time in twenty twenty two, like this." It's a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. Social media is great, and, like, this huge connection on the internet that everybody can make, it's great. Reaching out to people that are listening right now, it's great. I love it. It's just creating a culture that's kind, accepting, and that is, you know, understanding of everybody's differences, that's accepting of, uh, you know, people of color, queer people, disabled people, just everybody under that spectrum like becoming an accepting 
space for everybody, I think is going to be a big shift and a slow shift that's going to have to happen. All humans, no matter who you are, we just want community. That's Uh all we want. That's our human nature. We adapted and survived thriving on community. And there's a shift away from community to individuality. Mm Mm-hmm. But American has always focused on the individuality. Yeah. That's a big part of the American ideal. Or American idealism is like, it's super individualistic. And that's kind of capitalism as well. It's super individualistic. That's just a big part of American culture in general. And you're absolutely right. That's something that, that, that part may never change. But I think a big social shift that we're kind of talking about is happening because of all the connections and all the community that's being formed through the internet and through, you know, now we get to see, like us as Californians get to see what people our age in Arkansas are dealing with, or we can see what people halfway around the world are doing in another part of the world. I just said world twice, but whatever. <laughs> we get to see like these people of all different ages, all different ethnicities, all different backgrounds on our little screens and see what they're up to and connect with them. And that it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And you're right, as humans, creating those communities is super important. And it's just going to make the human race stronger. And people like Andrew Tate are just fucking that up. Yes. <laughs> and they've, con- they've been continuing to fuck it up. And they should not have a platform i think that's the whole point of this episode is if you're going to be an influencer you need to use your platform wisely and with kindness and with grace and with dignity and if you say something that's bad or if you beat a girl with the belt on big brother on national television (laughs) then apologize for it man and take accountability exactly let the internet have its way with you and maybe don't come back to the internet maybe give it time and give the internet time to heal give the other party time to talk you know i think just his whole mentality is wrong for being an internet influencer he could be like a church of andrew tate um like he could make his own like a literal coal he could make his own coal and he'd be great at it but i don't think that he should be on a platform with millions of people looking at him Let's talk about an influencer that obviously had controversy this year. But he handled it in a different way. And you could say that he objectively won. And that's Johnny Depp, right? Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, let's... I just wanted to bring it up because who knows? We could do a whole episode on that. Exactly. I have a lot of qualms about that whole trial thing. I'm very confused about it still. So I definitely want to hit on a different episode. I think, though, that that kind of does play into social media affecting the trial. Like, for sure. Because the whole internet backed Johnny Depp. No questions asked. I saw so many videos in support of Johnny Depp with, like, horrible, horrible, horrible things written about Amber Heard. And I don't know the whole story. I haven't watched it. I haven't listened to it. I haven't seen it i don't care quite frankly i think that's something that's between johnny depp and amber heard 
and I don't think that that's something that necessarily the public needs to get into. It's a domestic pursuit. And I think just the fact that so many people were so blindly and acceptingly Johnny Depp and so pro being horrible to Amber Heard and her lawyers and like making video edits to the spinning monkey sound on TikTok like is just so random and I think that that is a horrible use of social media. I think that social media should be used to bring people up and bring communities up like we were talking about and not bring people down. Like I think that people think just because Amber Heard's a celebrity thinks that they can just shit on her whenever they want through video edits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Amber Heard <laughs> So like I've I don't like Suicide Squad. I don't like DC. She's in those movies, right? I think she's in... I know she's in Aquaman for sure, but I don't know what she's... Who she plays, and I don't really know if she's in Suicide Squad, but she's definitely in DC movies. I don't know what else she's in. Of course, no joke. Everyone growing up is like, I just like Caribbean. I love Disney. So we're all just gonna have that bias of wanting to support Johnny Depp. And I think the trial was handled right. But the social media part wasn't handled right. Right. And we just need to separate those two. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to make memes. It's part of meme culture to make fun of both sides no matter what. But I feel like nobody was making fun of Johnny Depp. It was just purely Amber Heard. Really? I saw a little bit of both, I thought. But I, I could be wrong. Like, it was just so... And that stuff, like, weighs in on jurors because the jurors weren't sequestered i don't think they weren't Mm -mm, i don't think so they were just free to look at their phones and stuff and it's it had an effect i mean you saw with the oj simpson trial i mean i didn't i wasn't born yet but i mean as somebody who likes looking at stuff like that that happened with oj simpson trial too that happened because (laughs) because his celebrity he was pretty people Obviously knew who he was. He was super charismatic. He was yeah. in Hertz commercials. He was in all this stuff. Johnny Depp's super charismatic. People love him. He's like a lovable American figure from all these movies that everybody likes. And I just think that separating the celebrity from the person is something that doesn't happen. And that's something with influencer culture. That goes into celebrity culture, which we could get into, but I don't know if we want to. But celebrity culture is almost the exact same. If you're not using your celebrity as a good platform and you're not spreading good things, you should not have your platform. The thing that I don't get in this day and age, I don't follow celebrity culture really at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's ridiculous. I don't really. There's some celebrities that are just celebrities because they're celebrities. The Kardashians, (laughs) what do they do? Right. They're businesswomen for sure, but they definitely became celebrities not because they're businesses. They was more because they they were just personalities, you know. Exactly, and a lot of influencers are their personality. Mm-hmm. And if going back to Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate is projecting a persona. Who knows if that's truly him? Mm-hmm. He's putting on a persona. That's almost, it's literal marketing genius what he's doing, but it's also corrupting. Yes, it is marketing genius, because he's 
he was like the top search thing on Google, I think, last month. Exactly. Like he's he might not believe any of this stuff. Who knows? He it definitely got his name out that we're recording a podcast about him. Yeah. <laughs> We fell literally, in the freaking trap. We're, liter- we're literally creating publicity as we're speaking these words out. Yeah. You, yeah. So it's just, that's the whole thing. It's like, basically, message of the podcast, influencer culture bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, like, influencer culture is... A whole needs f- work. Needs work. work, for sure. <laughs> and I think just... I mean, the internet's new, too. The internet's less than 30 years old, probably. It's just a super new phenomena. Humans are adapting. And... Did you hear I bought a dot-com in the early 2000s? Yeah, really. It's just... You know, humans are adapting. We're figuring out ways to cope with this whole world on our phones. And technology advancing super fast as well. With also just scary stuff happening all the time and so if you're an influencer and you're listening to this please use your platform for good please uplift people uplift like marginalized people's stories uplift kindness show compassion and don't fear monger it's a huge one exactly um any other closing words anything Um, you gotta say just quick closing word Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> listening. Um, we are thinking about making a Patreon. Um, we are hitting a pretty good threshold of listeners, and we thank all of you for listening, and especially if you made it this far, we love you. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, if we do end up making a Patreon, we'll make an announcement. Um, and we have a new Instagram page coming soon. Woo-wee! Uh, it'll be at chatpad podcast or at chatpad pod we'll see um i'll link it in the show notes so you can go follow us there we'll have more episodes for you soon bye